Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today, courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. What an exciting weekend of fighting we had. Uh, some tremendous knockouts, some tremendous technical knockouts, and uh, some great stories on Talk and Fight. Did you hear uh, Lou Eisen describe Jack Dempsey? My goodness, what a fighter that guy must have been. He described him as... Take a look at Mike Tyson, multiply that by a million, and you have got Jack Dempsey. He described the fight where he uh, fought uh, Jess Willard and uh, beat him to a pulp. Uh, anyway, let's start off the news. Speaking of beating, sadly, uh, Hannah Rankin defeated uh, Alejandra Aya over in Glasgow, retaining her uh, WBA Super Worldweight uh, belt. But uh, uh, poor old Alejandra ended up in, in the hospital after that fight, uh, which was uh, ended in the last round. Uh, I believe it was a 10-rounder, took place at the OVO uh, Hydro uh, in uh, Glasgow. And anyway, uh, good news for uh, the Scottish girl, uh, Hannah Rankin, who's been on Talk and Fight uh, quite a few times. And, uh, you know, uh, I should say sad news for Aya, who uh, who ended up in the hospital, as I said, but she's okay. So uh, she, anyway, so she's retains her uh, record now at uh, 12 wins, uh, six by knockout, and, uh, and, and retains that WBA and IBO 154-pound belt. For Hannah Rankin, let's move along to uh, Jamela Ocharlo, who uh, who fought against Brian Castano, and uh, although he said he would win in the first round, he didn't quite win the first round, but he did win. Uh, you know, and 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 is up there as fight of the year contender, um, and it headlined uh, a premier boxing champions event uh, over in uh, California. So anyway, uh, Jamel Ocharlo again showed his master rematch. Uh, unifying a WBC, WBA, IBF world champion, uh, and picked up his WBO title with a dramatic 10th round knockout by Brian Castano. Basically, again, uh, came when Charlo, who's now 35, 1-1, one one, with 18 knockouts, dropped Castano with a short left hook as he's fighting off the ropes, with around a minute left in the 10th. Castano, who's 17-1-2 uh, with 12 knockouts, rose on steady legs and was allowed to continue, and Charlo jumped on him landing a vicious left to the head and body that caused Costano to collapse and referee Jenny Cantu waved off the bout at two and 33 seconds of the 10th round. Elsewhere on that particular card, uh, something I was talking about uh, last week, uh, in what was supposed to be the toughest test of his career, Gerard Boot Ennis again made a mockery of pre-fight expectations, stopping the previously undefeated Castillo Clayton via a second round stoppage in an IBF welterweight title eliminator and the Telecasco feature. Um, after pushing Clayton back with jabs, Ennis, 24 years old, landed a sweeping right hand to the top of Clayton's head behind his ear that caused Canadian to crumple on the canvas. Clayton is a former Olympian, known for his durability, tried to get up, but was too dizzy from the punch and fell back down again. He finally managed to get on his feet and beat the count, but stumbled back into the ropes, causing referee Ray Corona to mercifully wave off the fight at 2.49 of the second round. Speaking of uh, great knockouts, so uh, Sonny Conto, who won the Knockout of the Week award here on Talk and Fight, Sonny Conto remained undefeated with a third-round stoppage over Justin Rolfe in their scheduled six-round heavyweight bout in front of a packed crowd at the Parks Casino in Ben Salem, uh, Pennsylvania, at which our own uh, Tim Witherspoon was attending. It was a seven-bout uh, card that uh, took place on Friday night and promoted by Johan Promotions, by the way. Uh, anyway, so after, uh, let's see, Conto decked Rolf with a big left hook in round three. Seconds later, there's another hard uh, left hook from close quarters that sent Rolf folding towards the campus, and the fight was stopped by referee Eric Dolly at 1 minute 38 seconds. 
Conta, who's 228 pounds out of Philadelphia, is now 10-0 with eight knockouts. Rolf, who's 254 pounds, big boy, out of Portland, Maine, is now 7-4-1. and That's around that card, undefeated fighters, uh, Jordan Murphy and Antonio Dunton, scrapped their way to hard-fought split uh, in a super featherweight bout. Uh, Carlos Ramos stopped Jesus Guzman at the end of round three. Uh, Michael Crane won a four-round unanimous decision over Gerardo Martinez. And Christian Burgos and Philip Davis battled to a spirit of four-round draw in a super lightweight contest. Another fight that evening, Quadir Jenkins stopped Andre Heyman in the second round of their four-round middleweight bout. So uh, a couple of names there that we hadn't uh, noticed before, but uh, some good stuff out of Joe Hand and uh, Philadelphia, great boxing city and the home of Tim Witherspoon. And uh, we'll hear more from them coming up in, in the near future, I'm sure. Uh, elsewhere, uh, across the pond, let's have a quick look here. In Manchester, England, the Mexican folklore hero Zorro was a master swordsman, but also famous for his cunning. Zorro is the Spanish word for fox, by the way, which he used to confound his adversaries before taking their wealth and distributing it to those in need. Well, his British boxing namesake, Ellis Zorro, who's now 14-0 with six knockouts, brought the myth to life in Manchester on Saturday night, artfully fencing his way through three consecutive battles and laying claim to a 40-pound grand prize, which he immediately committed towards funding speech therapy for his young daughter. He said, I've got an autistic daughter at home who needs speech therapy, so I'm probably going to use most of that money on that. He said post-fight when asked what his intentions were for the prize money. And with a new boxer multi-fight contract to his name, Zorro also uh, knows what he's aiming for next in the ring. I want to start fighting for titles, English or British. I know Dion Juma and Mikhail Luval are meant to be fighting for the British title. I'll take that winner. But I'm just happy to be on Skype and platform and uh, going forward. Uh, he said uh, he's looking to see, uh, oh, he's looking to maybe take on Jamie Smith in the commanding uh, performance. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's extended his professional record. Oh, and I see, I see. We're talking about uh, Jay Farrell uh, in the other series. Uh, Elvis uh, says the fight against Ricky Reeves is the toughest fight of the night. And uh, this is, uh, as you know, it's a tournament uh, that goes on uh, a few rounds per, per fight. But nonetheless, it's a, tournament, it's a great tournament the boxer puts on. And, uh, and uh, Zora has won that tournament. And uh, if you want the full story, please go to boxing247.com. Uh, there all the details are outlined. Let's move on to Inglewood, California, where Sergei Kovalov and Turval Puvlev went toe-to-toe -to -toe at the Kia Forum, a thriller uh, event. So there was boxing and music. Uh, in the ring, though, we'll focus in on the big wins. Three-time light heavyweight world champ Sergei Krusher Kovalev, two-time heavyweight world title challenger Kubrat the Kobra Puvlev, and the Vargas brothers, Fernando Vargas, Amanda Vargas, and debuting uh, professionally Emiliano Vargas. Uh, all of whom are guided by their father, trainer, three-time junior middleweight world champ, Fernando Vargas Sr. And in the main event, fighting his first fight as a cruiserweight and coming up 31-month layoff, Kovalev won a dominant 10-round unanimous decision over the previously undefeated Pulev, Pulev who's now 16-1. Um, in the co-featured heavyweight bout, uh, the brother of Turville, Kobrat the Cobra Pulev, uh, also won a unanimous decision over Southpaw Jerry the Slugger Forest. Um, let's have a quick look 
Um, we've got some more. Yes, we do have more results. Pro debuting Emiliano, the General Vargas, as I said, making his pro debut. The 18-year-old amateur standout lived up to the billing using fast, vicious left hands to knock down and stop Mark Salgado. You know, all these names uh, might sound familiar because I told you all about them last week. Been in the huge upset of the evening. Super welterweight. Jermaine uh, McDonald is now 7-5 and five with three knockouts because he stopped Ivan Holyfield. Holy, Commander uh, Holyfield's son, 9-1 and one now. Six knockouts in the second round of their fight. A huge right hand from McDonald to the job would drop the son of boxing legend Evander Holyfield as referee Raul Caiz Jr. called a halt to the fight as the count reached eight. Said McDonald, my trainer told me to throw that punch when I could and he would go down. I knew he wasn't getting up. He was badly hurt. I'm actually speechless. I'm so happy. Uh, elsewhere on the card, super welterweight uh, Fernando Vargas Jr. is now 6-0 with six knockouts. Stayed undefeated with a resounding first-round knockout of Terence Jamon, who's now 3-1 with one knockout. Uh, stated Vargas Jr., I listened to my dad, who said to go for the body first. It's one fight, and now it's on to the next one. I did what I need to do against a tough fighter. Open up the event. As I said, 21-year-old Amado El Mavado Vargas, 4-0, two knockouts, stayed perfect, showcasing his world-class skills toward the four-end unanimous decision in the junior lightweight division over Anel Dudo, who's now 1-4-1. All three judges scored about 39-36 for Vargas. My dad told me to keep boxing and be smart. I'm very happy with my performance. I thought I won every round, said Vargas. There you go, some good news out of uh, California, also on the West Coast. Colin Walsh went up against Luis Garcia at the Quiet, uh, Quiet Cannon uh, Country Club in Montebello. Thursday night over in Los, Los Angeles, fast rising star King Callum Walsh, now 3-0 with three knockouts, continued his torrid start uh, to his professional career with a first-round knockout of Luis Garcia, 3-1, in their scheduled six-rounder as a super welterweight clash, by the way. Um, uh, sorry, promoted by Tom Loeffler's 360 promotions and broadcast on the FC Fight Pass. Uh, it also saw... Super lightweight Tito Mercado, 6-0, six, six knockouts, stayed perfect in his short career. As a 20-year-old uh, Pomano, uh, California resident, stopped Jose Zaragoza, who's now 8-5-1 in the second round. Uh, in their fe featherweight clash, Omar Trinidad, 8-0-1, six knockouts, stopped Andrew Strode, 6-2, and two, at 110 uh, of the third round of their fight. Cruiserweight Marco Deckman, 9-1, seven knockouts, won a six-round unanimous decision over Jasper Mercado. Is three, two, three, four, three, and two. Uh, in an outstanding six-round women's junior lightweight clash, Chelsea Anderson, who's five zero and one, stopped Jessica Juarez, who's now three and two with one knockout. In the in the final stanza, Juarez started very strong, but Anderson was able to turn the tide and land big punches as the fight went on. In the final round, the ring doctor stopped the fight due to a cut on Juarez' badly swollen eye. Manny Pacquiao Jr. Won his second amateur bout, aggressively battering Jonathan Barajas to earn a three-round decision. In a super lightweight division, David Romero, 2-0, won a four-round unanimous decision over debuting Fernando Gaitan. Rounding out the card off TV, Jaril Kuchmanov, who's now 4-0 with two knockouts, won a four-round decision over Barcelo Martrez in a featherweight bout. And in the lightweight division, 19-year-old Ruben Islas, 5-0, uh, defeated Charles Clark over four rounds. Good stuff. All, elsewhere in California, at the Toyota Arena in Ontario, 
Uh, we saw Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez, who's now 44 and 0 with 30 knockouts out of Mexico, uh, defeat interim world champion Dominic Bozell, who fights out of Freiburg, Germany. Uh, that was uh, via knockout uh, at the 133 marker of the fourth round of their scheduled 12-round fight. That's in the heavyweight division, by the way. So we look forward to hearing more from Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez in the heavyweight division. Good stuff. He said, I feel great about my performance. As I said, I would put on a spectacular show. I got the victory via knockout. Uh, I was expecting the best. We were expecting heavy shots. Uh, I trained. I trained way too hard for this position. No one will take it from me. I use my distance more and I attack the body more. I know my last fight was tough. I was really prepared for this one. I ate more tacos for this fight. I feel that my natural weight. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Everyone knows I want Bivol. Uh, he needs to stop running and sign the contract. I'm coming for you and that belt. I deserve that fight. I think I can beat him since I'm bigger, stronger, and smarter. Fair enough. Some good words out of uh, Zerdo Ramirez. Ah, yes, uh, back in England, Wasserman Boxing's launch on Channel 5 produced some moments to long to live long in the memory, but as a night to remember for Denzel Bentley. Linus Udufia walked away empty-handed on the night, but will be guaranteed to have raised his stock after closely contested split decision loss. For the British middleweight title fight, it was uh, Udufia going up against Bentley. Bentley won. Uh, via split decision and wins the British middleweight title. Also on that night, um, it was uh, a late uh, cancellation, so Josh could not go up against uh, Bernosi. Um, Harlem Eubank uh, won by stoppage in round two over Sean Dodd in the super lightweight division. Brad Pauls uh, went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Ryan Kelly and won in the British middleweight title eliminator by split decision. Constantine Urso went up against Barria Lopez in the welterweight division, and Urso won via points. Uh, Razor Ali went up against Kavichka Biolashvili, and Razor Ali won by points. Uh, Harvey Horn up against uh, Alejandro Torres in the flyweight division, and they went 10 rounds, and Harvey Horn won via points. Katarina Tanders went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Teresa Dervakova, in the super lightweight division, six rounds, and Katarina Tunders won via points. Dan Morley went up against uh, Ivan Nekchuk in the welterweight division, and Dan Morley won by stoppage in round four. So there's some results out of, uh, as I said, London, England, a fight that took place at Indigo at the O2 Arena in Greenwich. A few, a few miles away, over in Istanbul, Turkey, few names I'm going to have difficulty with, so bear with me. Two UBO titles were at stake for uh, four undefeated fighters squared off on Friday night, May 13th, in Istanbul, Turkey. In a clash of highly touted up-and-comers, Turkey's Emre Karatipa passed his biggest test to date when he defeated Dajmal Ujmanov from Ukraine by unanimous decision to win the vacant UBO European light heavyweight title. After a close and competitive fight, uh, judges uh, both scored the fight, 96-94, uh, uh, while another judge uh, scored it slightly wider, 96-93, so he won on points and improved his record to 5-0. Uh, 
uh, in a fight for the vacant UBO International Cruiserweight title, heavy-handed Metin Turink was faced uh, with a late substitute in Ulmar Mamadov from Azerbaijan. And Turunk is now 7-0. He didn't let the change deter him as he overwhelmed the otherwise game Mamadov, who didn't come out for round three and drops now to 3-1 and one with three knockouts. The fight for the vacant UBO female world super welterweight title between current UBO uh, European champion Dilara Yukal and Happy Duda from Tanzania was scrapped uh, when the African failed to get her visa for Turkey. All right. Moving along here to Germany. Espel Camp is where this fight, fight took place for the vacant UBO international heavyweight title. Riza Bayadila is the new UBO international heavyweight champion after winning the vacant title on Saturday night in his hometown, as I said, of Espel Camp, Germany. Bayadila dominated co-challenger Georgios Bitsdenis, flooring his countrymen with body shots in both round one and two. After the second knockdown, the towel came in to save Bitsinis from further punishment, much to the delight of the spectators at the Burger House. With the victory, Bedia, also the reigning national champ in Germany, took his professional record to 8 and 0 with eight knockouts. Well, Bitsinis, having won seven of his last eight, uh, falls to 7 and 7. Now, the fight was co featured to action of show promoted by Christian Pollock. Also boxed on the card and emerged victorious from the main event. Across the pond, over at Seneca Na Niagara Resort and Casino in New York, USA, Wilfredo Flores conquered the WBA Federal Centro lightweight title by defeating Victor Betancourt Jr. by unanimous decision. That took place on Friday night. The Puerto Rican got cards of 98-92, 97-93, and 99-91 take a big win over the Mexican and capture the vacant regional crown of the private organization. El Bravo Vega, as the Puerto Rico boxing is nicknamed, showed a great dominance uh, over Betancourt and got a victory at the last and continue moving up his career. Flores now remains undefeated with 10 wins and one draw in addition to five knockouts. Betancourt improved his record, shall we say, to 27 wins, five losses, and 14 knockouts. Ah, at the Robert Tree Hotel uh, in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, main event saw in the Bantamweight division saw, oh, they, they were fighting for the WBA NABA Gold Bantamweight Championship here. We saw Emmanuel Salcito Rodriguez, 11 and 0, six knockouts, fighting out of Newark, New Jersey. He won uh, by a technical knockout over Juan Gabriel Medina, who's now 14 and 10. He fights out of Dominican Republic. The co main event, uh, for the WBA Federal Central Flyweight Championship. Uh, we saw Andy Dominguez, 7-0, out of Bronx, New York. He won the third round over uh, with a technical knockout over Edwin Reyes, who's now 8-8-3. He fights out of uh, Madison, Tennessee, by the way, and winning that championship belt. So in the super, belt, uh, super welterweight fight, we saw Brian Cabell, 13-0, of New York, win uh, by TKO over Gerald Sharal, who's now 10 and 3 with five knockouts, fighting out of Pittsburgh. Another super featherweight fight, we saw Justin Maisonet, who's now 4 0, but Alta Vega, Puerto Rico, wins by uh, looks like a medical decision over John Leonardo out of uh, New Jersey in the super welterweight division, six rounder. Uh, Robert Terry went up against uh, 
Evency Dixon, who's now 1030 and two, by the way, writing out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Anyone by unanimous decision, military, that is. Welterweight, four-rounder, Dave Roman Curiel, 401 and one, out of Patterson, New Jersey, won by unanimous decision, where Margarito Hernandez, writing out of uh, Washington State. In the flyweight division, four-rounder, Anthony Johns, uh, won by a third-round knockout over Galberto Duran. Super Bantamweight Division, four-rounder, Jose Neves, out of Woodbridge, New Jersey, uh, won in the first round with a knockout over David Ashley. Uh, in the Super Middleweight Division, we saw Gian Giregi out of Flushing, New York, won by technical knockout over Derek Land out of Philadelphia. And in the Super Welterweight four-round division, uh, four-round contest in the Super Welterweight Division, Kashad Elliott, who's now 2-0, with Plainfield, New Jersey, won by technical knockout of Trey Martin, now 3-6-2. He's fighting out of Columbia, Missouri. Great fights uh, from, looks like, the East Coast of America. And uh, good to see Newark and New Jersey hosting a decent fight. Good for them. Good stuff. All right, let's move along here to uh, the Francisco Lezzi versus Valeriano Mazzala contest. That took place in Carato, Italy. Also on Saturday night, former IBF Youth World Champion Francesco Lezzi scored his third straight victory and won the vacant UBO Intercontinental Super Welterweight title on Saturday night. Headlining an outdoor show in Corrado, Italy, Lezzi, who's 32 years old, faced a late substitute in Valerio Mazzola. As an original opponent, uh, Mirko Di Calantonio pulled out on short notice, but it was still very much a competitive and entertaining fight. Mazzola had not just come off of, for a paycheck, and he tried his best to make an impact from the start, but it was the experience and cleaner punches of Lezzi which decided the fight. Uh, the judges all scored the fight 77-75 for Lezzi, clear indication that it was close and well-matched. Uh, Lezzi, who won the IBF World title back in 2015, had a tough run with mixed results in 2016-2021, often going on the road and mostly losing decisions to some of the best in Europe. But he's now dedicated himself to another run as a champion and improved his professional record to a deceiving 16-21-28. 16, 21, and two record with three knockouts. Mamzuli is uh, 33 years old, years of age, coming off a victory in April, drops down to eight, eight, and two with three knockouts of his own. Let's see fighting in Italy. Uh, if we jump back across the pond, we'll see that um, uh, the Creator Clash event, uh, a bunch of YouTubers going at it, uh, drew themselves 100,000 fans online. And looks like a pretty good event. Uh, with uh, as we announced quite a while ago, uh, the YouTubers all put all the money towards a good, uh, good. Let's see the amount, the amount raised. For, no, doesn't say how much was raised. Uh, anyway, it's all going towards the American Heart Association, the Alzheimer's Association, and the Healing Horse Therapy Center. So with a hundred thousand uh, tickets sold online, uh, it looks like Itabs himself. Uh, Night of Entertainment down the Youngling Center in Tampa, Florida, and that one is uh, going to three great causes. Good, good job, I Dubs. Joshua Boazzi and Craig Richards coming up uh, shortly at the O2 Arena, and here's something that Joshua Boazzi had to say. He wants to leave no doubt that he's leading light heavyweight uh, in the country when he faces South London rival Craig Richards in a huge clash. The O2 uh, coming up this Saturday, May 21st, shown live on the Zone. Boatsy is 15 and 0 with 13 knockouts. Finally gets his hand on one of his fellow high-flying domestic rivals, 175 pounds, with Richards hunting down a second world title shot after rising to the occasion 
in a tight loss to Dimitri Pivel last May in Manchester. Richard performs the gates of the WBA champion, looks more impressive after the ball that produced a masterclass to defeat Mexican bound King Canelo Alvarez earlier this month. And the Crystal Palace man has been bullish in the buildup, saying that he is Uwazi's first real test in the paid ranks. The Olympic bronze medal man has adopted the mantra, just business in and out of the ring, for the clinical way goes about his work. And while his local bragging rights up for grabs against Richards, Uwazi knows that victory will lay the foundation for both claim the number one spot in the country and underline the need for a world title shot to be next. I'm the best in the country, said Buatzi. The truth is, though, we haven't fought each other. Spider is the last light heavyweight in Britain that I'm boxing. So there, so from there, I can make a point of it. Everyone can say that they're the best until someone gets a world title shot to separate themselves. Then everyone has a point to make, and, we're the, and we are the first to really fight. He is saying, I haven't proved myself, but I don't think that's true. We were both amateurs. He fought. I fought. We entered the same tournaments, and I went on, and that's what I did. So he cannot say that I've had an easier route just because I went to the Olympics and did well. I killed myself for that medal. Gave everything for it. So the narrative I've said, and he said it too, and I just don't think it's true. I think I came, and I think I think I had that 50-50 fight against Richards Bluntnicks. A few of the governing bodies had him in their top five. I didn't rank him. They ranked him. He was a very good opponent. I stopped him. His management team said they rated me from taking that fight uh, because of all the other light fluids in the country. Didn't want to fight him. And uh, we didn't think twice. Craig, Craig had a good scrap with Bivol, but people have forgotten about it. I beat Bolotniks, and people have forgotten about that too. That's just what happens. We're here now. There wasn't a lot of options out there. There's a fight uh, being pushed, and I said, well, cool, let's take it. It's a good fight. He's a good opponent. It's in London. I have the same mindset. I'll handle business as usual. I'm unbeaten. That means nothing to me. I haven't got time to listen to the masses. He's in front of me, and that's all that matters. No matter uh, who, it was one or two, just the fight that's happening, and that's what's in front of me. We're not talking about it. We're not making assumptions. We're not predicting. You know, on May 21st, and this is the guy, but yeah. So uh, if you want to read more about uh, Boati, he's got a few more things to say. Go to boxing247.com. There are a few a few tickets available left for that fight over uh, on StubHub. As I said, taking place at the O2 Arena in London, England, May 21st. Uh, taking place at the MS Bank Arena in Liverpool on 17th of June, uh, Nathan Gorman and Thomas Salak. Nathan Gorman, who's 18 and 1 with 12 knockouts, returns to the bright lights to headline an action packed night of fight uh, free to air boxing on June 17th at the MS Bank Arena in Liverpool, run by Wasserman Boxing, live on Channel 5 in association with William Hill. Newman and Infinitum Entertainment. The hard-hitting heavyweight will face off against the confident Czech, Thomas Salak, who's 17-3 with 13 knockouts, fresh from defending his national heavyweight title and looking to get into the firefight in a guaranteed earth shaker. It's been over a year since Gorman last graced the ring, and the British power puncher will be looking to pick up where he left off with a third straight win since his first career loss in 2018. A tremendous response since then. He'll be looking to come back with a bang having missed the previous card due to illness. I'm coming there to throw the kitchen sink at him and put on a really good display, said Gorman. Uh, I was due to fight at the Savannah Marshall show, but unfortunately I came down with a bad illness. I believe things happen for a reason, and now I'm looking for a position to put on a good show on Channel 5. I'm just really looking forward to it. Standing in the way of him, uh, the dream return will be 23-year-old Salak, who's coming to flex his greater knockout record on Gorman's home turf. 
there'll be an opportunity for Selleck, uh, Selleck to right the wrongs from his previous experience in the United Kingdom. He'll be insisting he presents by Bull uh, to prove he has progressed. It's a big opportunity for me, he said. This will be my second fight in the United Kingdom, and I truly want to show them much stronger physically, but mostly much stronger mentally. When we come back, the Czech Republic with Gorman's scalp. Well, uh, fans can also look forward to an electric British super flyweight title eliminated between two physically imposing fighters when the chosen one, Marcel Brothwaite, who's 12 and 3, will be aiming to get his fellow Liverpool faithful onside as he looks to get the better of the experienced former WBA Continental Bantamweight champion, Thomas Isomba. The MS Bank Arena will be rocking when Brethwaite, the newly crowned WBC International Silver Blue Super Flyweight Champ, arrives to seize the spotlight and move forward, ticking off more on his boxing bucket list. It's a good fight, perfect fight in uh, for my career. I feel like it's the stepping stone for me to get the British title. This that this title is one of my ambitions. I just need to put everything in preparation to make sure I get there, which I will said Brethwaite. Fair enough. Additional uh, information on Boxing247.com, such as uh, Team TV fighter Chloe Watson and uh, Patty Lacey, Macy Nutty uh, Cartwright, and heavyweight Magic Maddie Harris, all showcased in that article. As I say, written by good friends over Boxing247.com. Uh, but I've run out of time. Thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight for Boxing News today. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Go check out Lou Eisen's uh, commentary on Jack Dempsey. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. with Mike Moore and uh, Cedric Ben for Knuckle. Thank you for joining me. See you later.